0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. And just in case you were wondering, it is not Wednesday the 23rd of January.
1: <laughs> yes, because that's what everyone woke up this morning thinking, I wonder if it's Wednesday the 23rd of January.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm telling you that because, well, it is Wednesday the 23rd of January, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is a delayed broadcast. broadcast. We're, we're, we're recording this on the Wednesday, the 23rd of January. Goodness knows when you're listening to it, hopefully tomorrow on Thursday, the 24th of January.
1: That would be ideal.
0: That would be ideal.
1: Well, actually, ideal and would be And most of the time, the that's show. kind of what
0: happens. You'll yeah. get the news like a day late. Uh-huh.
1: The, I mean, the ideal is that you jump across the live show and join us where it's live and happening. And you can do that by going to the website, faithofm.com.au. Oh, yes. That's the ideal ideal. Or you can download TuneIn app. Or even better, the idealist ideal of ideals mm. would be if they called us on 1-800-FAITH-FM and pestered us to get the live broadcast out in the area and we did that
0: that ooh, would be the best ooh yeah there you go having a bit of a struggle there Mon so I got the hiccups. You,
1: old us? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's usually something you do. So, you know, it was the first time in my life I've done that into the radio microphone.
0: And you pulled it off really well, I must Thanks. say. If I hadn't highlighted it, I think they would have missed
1: it. <laughs> Thanks, You Lyle. would have got away with it. Oh, like I wasn't in trouble enough already in to today's show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Now, what did I get you in trouble for? Oh, that's right.
1: We had the president of the Avondale College here. And I didn't even realize until he opened his mouth and you introduced him. And I was like, wait a second, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so all of Mon's sins were coming out.
1: No, all of them. I'm keeping some of those to myself. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we have a do, we do have a great show coming up for you. Yeah, today. yeah,
0: you do not you do not want to miss out on Mon's sins this morning. So do stay tuned while Mon um, is uh, encouraged to confess a few of her misdeeds while at Avondale.
1: So what are you grateful for? Which this morning? not which are not
0: things things to learn from.
1: Yeah, no, no, not at all. What are you grateful for this morning, Lyle?
0: Um, I am grateful that I get to pick on one today.
1: <laughs> you scallywag.
0: Do you know what, I'm I don't remember. What was I grateful for on the... on I the I can't on the, remember on,
1: either. It, it was here. something or other. Yes, it was. Yeah, I remember what I was grateful for. Peaches. Gra- no, 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 not peaches. I was grateful. Oh, I was grateful for peaches. You're grateful for Tasmania. Yeah, absolutely. That's right, because that's best, when peaches best, come
0: best. Best. You know they have no fruit fly down there? Are you serious? You no know, fruit fly in Tasmania Serious? Yeah. I did not know that Them little critters They don't like the cold It's
1: the best no, I didn't know that at all That's why I'm, I can't take fruit in there I'm grateful because uh, This morning your wife uh, Came with me to the gym And so we had to go to a closer gym To um, to her house uh, Your house And because I finished working out earlier I came outside And it was the most beautiful sunrise mm-hmm. Anyway we better get on with the show
0: Yeah we should Why not
1: Okay have a great day Have a great listen Join across on the live show though
2: letting go of every
3: single dream i lay each one down at your feet every moment of my wandering never changes
1: Back to Faith FM, you are listening to The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. I'm going to smack you around the ears right away with a breakfast Bible quiz because I have lots of good news that I need to share. So we're going to get straight into it. Uh, today's quiz, um, people could be asking me how hard it's going to be. I'd say this is a moderately hard one. Uh, it is a What Creature Am I quiz. And the first clue is this. Judges chapter 7 tells us that in a valley near the hill of More, there were so many of these creatures that they could not be counted. That's that's pretty intense, if you think about it, because, I mean, well, actually, you can't really think about it, because none of you know what this animal is, and if you did know, you'd be just quite amazed, because this animal is a lot larger than most animals, and if there's a bunch of them that you can't even count, you'd be... Very squishy for rooms, and Lyle has it correct. He's writing down the right answer.
0: Yep, you will be surprised at the answer to this one. And if you do know the answer, of course, 1 800 324 843 is the number two call. Give us a call, and uh, we'll we will prize. send you an amazing prize. Have we picked out a prize yet this morning, Mike? Uh, no. Okay, we're going to pick out an amazing prize just yeah. for you. I'm
1: going to see if I can match it to the answer. <laughs> That's an extra clear. All right, Ooh, Lyle. How do we do that, yes. I need to talk to you about a bunch of giving. I have three giving stories, and I only have eight and a half minutes. I'm not sure I can manage this, but I'm going to do my darndest. Okay. All right? All right okay. Good. So first of all, I'm sure everyone has heard about this. It's been all over the news. Uh, have you heard of Marie Kondo? No. Okay. Uh, so about- <laughs> that's fine. I was ho- I was hoping you hadn't because I, I want to tell you all about this. So a few years, about five, four, five years ago, I I started a different chapter of my life where I've been trying to downsize the amount of possessions that I have. I come from a German background and you know Europeans are famously haughty but um, <laughs> I've been trying to downsize the amount of stuff I have and I've been experimenting with different methods on how to do that and the one that I found the most successful is one where I would bag up or box up a bunch of my possessions and shove them underneath um, the bed or in the back of a closet or in the garage and then like six months later when I've forgotten that the stuff exists I would then come across the box again. I would open it up and And by that time... I would have had an emotional detachment from the items. Okay. And it was then much easier for me to get rid of it. Because, you know, when, especially for women, when you're going through a closet, there's like so many, you know, your clothes and stuff and stuff that you're attached to, even if you might not be using it. And it's difficult for you to let it go, even though you know you haven't worn this in a year or two. You know, it's, it's like a there's like an attachment and you have to disconnect. It can be too painful to decide, you know what, put this one out to sale or put this one out to donate.
0: So you've developed all these techniques of like yes. disconnect and then get rid of
1: yeah yeah so that way it's like a it's like a safety net where you can it's still there but because you haven't seen it and there's no disconnect and you after like six months you realize hang on I survived just fine without this, I can definitely let it go. That's ah, what I've been doing.
0: But if you do have to drag it out for some particular reason, then maybe it's worth keeping. Exactly, because
1: which never happens. In fact, I've been doing this for years now, and only once have I ever taken something back and put it back on the shelf and still never used it, <laughs> and it ended up going back in the box. It came in and out several times. Um,
0: have you ever taken anything out and no. then and, and put it on?
1: No, no, not even once. Not once. No, not even once. Wow. So, but get this right. So last year I was at the library, the public library, and I came across a book uh, written by Marie Kondo. And I had never heard of Marie Kondo, uh, never heard of this book, but it looked really interesting. And so I actually borrowed the book from the library and took it home and read it and was just amazed. Uh, the book is called the, Ma- the Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And uh, it's, a, it's a Japanese method that she's developed. So, her name is Marie Kondo and she's developed the KonMari method, n- named after herself. And She doesn't sound Japanese. Oh, she's super Japanese. Okay. Marie Kondo, yeah. D- uh, barely speaks English.
0: Uh, Marta, Marta, our producer out here. Is nodding. She's, yeah. She's a Polish um, Polish person who uh, gonna, is Japanese. Yeah. She's, she's into like
1: <laughs> Japanese culture. But I'm going to sum up the book for you. So, instead of using the method that I use to detach from my stuff, Marie Kondo uh in a nutshell, condones um, cold turkey.
0: Okay, so recondo condones.
1: <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there, but she she has a specific method, and she's become quite famous as a as a consultant um, to declutter people's lives. And she'll go in and she'll break down your home into five different sections. And she always starts with the least sentimental stuff, working down to the most sentimental stuff. So that by the time you get to the most sentimental stuff, you've honed your culling skills and it's easier for you to get rid of stuff. So she always starts with clothes and she finishes with like paper and photos. And funnily enough, her goal for paper, uh, the paper section, is to have none. So it's not just not just, you know, with clothing, it's like, okay, you know, get rid of whatever and, you know, downsize. But with paper, it's like... Have none, which is quite interesting.
0: Well, you can't, there's some paper you can't get, paperwork you can't get. Yeah, all like,
1: I, I'm not quite sure how she did it. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like, you know, your birth certificate, but so I think maybe she digitizes it and then that way, stores it that way. But she, she has this, uh, catch cry, um, which she bases everything off and it's called Sparking Joy. So it does your, like, you have to pick up every single item in your home individually. So first of all, she does this one thing, which I do think is great. When you do a section, so whether it's uh, clothing or kitchen or whatever, or garage, you have to take Not everything carried. and no, <laughs> you have to take everything and stick it like in one spot. So you have to take all your clothes from your closet or around the house or wherever it is to the laundry and pile everything on the bed. So you are faced with the enormity of how much you have. And then you pick up each item individually and you ask yourself, does this spark joy? And if it doesn't, you chuck it. And if it does, you keep it. And apparently, like, you will know when something sparks joy. And then in contrast, you will then know
0: what doesn't spark joy. You know, I used something the other day out of my shed.
1: Did It spark joy.
0: (laughs) It sparked lots of joy when I used it because I have had that since I was 18. It has traveled around the world with me. It has traveled around Australia with me. And I have never used it before until that particular point. But when I was about 18 years old, Mm -hmm. um, I acquired it and thought, you know what? I'm going to need this one day and 46 years old <laughs> i needed it I you needed might be it. a
1: great candidate for the KonMari mari method anyway <laughs> anyway lyle the reason i'm talking about this is because her book in japan went like on the bestseller seller list and netflix ...made a series, television series, just recently. It's already come out in the last month of her going to people's houses... ...and doing the KonMari method with them. And it has sparked a worldwide downsizing movement... In Australia, it has gotten so big that just in 2019 alone, donations are up by 35% to a point where it's now a problem and local governments and charity shops, op shops are saying, please stop bringing our stuff. Oh, wow. And they're saying, you know, remember how just two, like two days ago we were driving around and there was all these Verge collection stuff mm-hmm. out and you were like, that's a lot of stuff. And I'm like, that's because of KonMari method. And um <laughs> yeah, and so people at so op shops are saying, please, when you donate, ask yourself, would you give this to a friend? And if you don't, stick it in landfill. They're actually asking people to stick stuff in landfill because they have too much. Isn't that incredible?
0: Thanks. Now, I'm not, there's some, the Recycling might be a better yeah, option here. Yeah, I mean, exactly. A lot of that stuff, a lot of it's that a, stuff that I saw out there on the side of the street was high quality recycling. Yeah, and it I is, was sort of drooling, like, oh, there's a I lot of money. I think it's great right that there.
1: people are freeing themselves from their junk, but I think it's sad that the response from the local governments has been please take it to landfill because we would have too much to sell now. But the reason I wanted to talk about this actually uh, is because um, reading the book – the the life changing magic of tidying up while it was motivating there was a couple of things that really had me concerned and now that she's on TV I think we should probably talk about it as Christians so I'm not sure what religion Marie Kondo is but she does have this thing where whenever she enters a house she kneels and she has a meditative moment where she speaks to the house and welcomes the house and she thanks the house
0: Uh, the house is not going to talk back
1: and then when when she does this spark joy thing the, the idea is that every time you pick up an item and you you, you know you sort of ask it whether not it's sparking your joy. If it doesn't, you have to thank the item for its time and for what it did to your life and then you put the item you know in the bin or in the donation. Which to me I'm
0: like give yeah. credit where
1: credit is due. Thank God. You know, thank the Lord that He gave you um, you know, clothes for your back and the blender for your yeah, kitchen. Yeah, thank God.
0: Don't thank yeah. the item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is worshiping the creature rather than the creator. Yeah,
1: because it's not it's not doing any good. And so I kind of think that she's um she's a little bit into pantheism. Um, so pantheism I think is like where well, there's God in everything, right? And everything's alive, so to speak. So I'm wondering if like I don't know, would you would you do the cod method? I'd that-
0: I'd never do the conmar. I'm not going to talk to my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, I I think is I think the spiritualism aspect of this is dangerous. I do think that. A step away from consumerism and becoming f- oh, faced absolutely. with it how no much I purchase. That's, a, that's
0: a that's a biblical principle right there yeah I think it's fantastic it's just an awesome idea and something that I definitely need to get involved in but I'm not going to speak to my tools when I'm getting rid of some of my tools or something like that you know <laughs> you don't I want
1: to have a chat with your wrench?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no that's not gonna happen
1: so she 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 says that um, you know once you've completed the KonMari method every time you come home you should kneel down and have a meditative moment where you you, you welcome your house you know you you thank your house again and every day you should do this as a way of keeping in the forefront of your mind the gratitude that you should have for the possessions that you do have and how you shouldn't take them for granted or replace them so quickly and how you should treasure what you have in a way as a way of keeping the clutter down so i definitely condone downsizing organizing culling but i do want people to be aware that there is maybe Uh, A bit of a, a, you know, a spiritualistic undertone that we need to be careful uh, with, with, uh, with the Conmari method. But speaking of further giving, Lyle, this is something that has no bad side to it. Australians are Increasing in number for organ organ transplant donations. So more people than ever uh, last year ga- have gave have given out um, organ donations, which is just phenomenal. In fact, the government is uh, reportedly considering taking an opt-out approach to organ donation.
4: Yeah, of course. W- which but- is
1: the best ever. And I remember when I first got my license and I saw that I had to nominate, I was like, do you know what? This should be mandatory. It should be like, no questions asked. If you yeah. die, we're taking your, Absolutely. your bits. Yeah. No, yeah.
0: Opt-out, for sure. Totally yeah. support it.
1: Anyway, if you have not opted to donate your organs when you pass away, please go to the licensing center and uh, and donate your organs. I've actually donated my entire body to science. I signed up for a this research uh, place where you can donate your entire body so I've signed up for that so hopefully if uh, no one needs any of my essentials they can conduct some experiments on my cuckus sorry that's really disgusting anyway we are now going to listen to Matt and Josie Minicus and if you have been trying to declutter your house in this latest spate give us a call I want to hear about it
2: As I gaze upon the heavens all the of your hands What are we that you remember A bit of dust in this vast expanse We are here but for a moment we take a breath
0: Guys, that was Matt and Josie Minicus with Evening Psalm here on Faith FM. And Mon, you got another clue for our quiz there?
1: I have another clue for our What Critter Am I quiz. Clue number two, Gideon took ornaments off these creatures. Oh, there you go. That's super obscure. I didn't know Gideon took ornaments off these creatures. So this creature was at one point covered in ornaments, like a Christmas tree.
0: Um, Well, in some cultures, in some parts of the world, they still do.
1: Oh, really? Cover them with
0: ornaments. Yeah, wow. very special creature. I super to, want to see this. Um, certain parts of the planet. Uh-huh. Anyway, moving on with news this morning, Mon. You're interested in doing the whole downsizing so you can do the whole van life thing.
1: Uh, yeah, that was a secret, but sure, no, you just announced it on radio. Yeah, it was, not a anymore. Anymore. yeah it was not <laughs> a secret anymore.
0: <laughs> Be careful which van you buy because some vans have just been banned from the Wallenby Music Festival. What? Yeah.
1: Lyle, I can guarantee you that when I buy a van... I will not be going to no music festival just so called by. but go on, tell me everything. Okay, and this is
0: actually super good news. I'm really, really happy with this, and I'm hoping that oh, this- Oh, this is good uh, this, news. This is good news, yeah, spread it, just like, uh, let's get rid of these vans, let's put them off the road, and never, ever see them again. Okay. Yeah. So, these are the infamous Wicked Campers.
1: Oh, yes. Thank goodness.
0: And, uh, For a second, of course, I was like,
1: how could this possibly be good news? Vans are awesome. But yeah, now that you've mentioned that, I'm, I am happy about that.
0: Okay. And, and this was something, uh, this was a follow-up from the, you know, in 2016, the Byron Bay uh, Splendor and the Grass uh, Music Festival strongly discouraged anyone from bringing one of those vans to their festival and uh, of course they have been banned already in Tasmania and Queensland so may the movement grow and spread these these i i just wonder what kind of offensive individuals and low down characters actually run this company
1: i just need to ask two questions First of all, we've got to explain what Wicked Campers are and second of all, we've got to explain why they're being banned because I would like to know why. Okay,
0: so these vans are the ones that you see getting around that have lewd, offensive slogans both towards men and women but mostly just really totally misogynistic um, they're pathetic. They're unfunny. They're demeaning, and they are encouraging bad behaviour. They promote drug use. They promote um, sexual abuse. They promote, you know, just, mm-hmm. just, just by, by being graffitied. Just, yeah, by being graffitied. Yes, they're
1: all over, like um, painted with just horrible, yeah, lewd images and slogans. And, and it's just, just not revolting. the kind
0: of thing that you want in a healthy society. No, not at all. And um, yeah, to be honest, I have to ask myself the question: You know, what kind of a person actually? Um, you know, uh, hires one of these vans in the first place. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: You know, it's definitely a reflection on a person's character and personality, and and, and it's a reflection on their attitude towards other human beings. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So these are
0: not the kind of human beings you want to have coming to a music festival. Yeah, no, it's not. And uh, this is a great opportunity, I think, to clean up the streets here in Australia and clean up our attitudes and to, um, yeah, just to, just to generally make our society a a, a better place. You know, there's just vulgarity. Vulgarity is never positive. It's never having a positive influence on the world.
1: Just just for you to get the idea, dear listeners, um, I've just opened Google images and search Wicked Campers and yeah, I, most can't, we, I can't, can't actually repeat can't, anything that's anything that I'm seeing I can't even describe what I'm seeing like it's in, in terms of it's too filthy to say on radio yeah
0: I, I was looking at that myself as well I'm like I need to give some examples here of what Wicked Campers actually put on their vehicles and uh, I went searching and I couldn't find, you know, probably the only one that um, that I could have maybe spoken about was one promoting the use of crack.
1: Yeah, and cocaine. There's, there's a, lot, a lot of you um, promoting the use of drugs very blatantly, like, you know, smoke cocaine and take you know, and it.
0: And so. Okay, so this is promoting illegal behaviour. Yeah. So how do we have vans getting around the place advertising illegal behaviour when we're not even allowed to have cigarette advertising?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. How can
0: they they advertise crack and you can't even advertise, you know, cigarettes?
1: I've often wondered how these wicked campers have gotten away with it. Because, I mean, on here I'm seeing, like, pictures of vans that have genitalia and body parts just painted all over them. Like, it's just, it's so repulsive.
0: In some parts of the country there has been some vigilantes going around with cans of black spray paint painting over the top of them. Yes. Well done, vigilantes. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. Vigilantism. <laughs> okay, I take that back. Vigilantism is never correct and never right. The government needs to step in and do something about. They're this. also really racist. And,
1: yeah, there's one, That's another aspect. Yeah, there's there's it's something not just that drugs. Have... It's
0: not just misogyny and and abuse against men as well. I saw saw some very anti uh, men ones um and drugs but racism you know these are all the parts of our society this is the gutter of society that that uh you know it's it's unfortunate but it does exist
1: i just I, I who who actually hires these like is the price of the hiring so low that it makes it worthwhile to drive one of these around like is is that what it is like are their prices competitive i don't understand how these people are in business
0: i don't either unless there is a gutter level of society that's much larger than what you and I might realise, I, and I don't think that's the case. They must be competing on, on uh, I guess, overseas visitors who have no idea what's going to be painted on the van until I pick it up. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. Um, it just, um, yeah, it... it, it, uh, it, it well, I'm,
1: I'm, this is great news and I'm very glad that... I think every music festival should ban these things.
0: Yes, indeed. Anyway, moving on to another story that's in the news right now. Um, Heading overseas now, but Abu Bakr Bashir um, in in, in Indonesia is uh, potentially about to be released after serving nine years. Now, for those of you who don't remember who Abu Bakr Bashir is, he was the cleric who put together the the Bali bombings in which 202 people died, um, 88 of them Australians. He was sentenced to 15 years for that, and um, has so, so far served nine years. However, there is a, an election taking place in Indonesia and Joko Wadodo's um, is, is, is being uh, accused of being insufficiently Islamic. What? And so in an effort to bolster that, he is considering uh, releasing Abu Bakr Bashir. So if you're insufficiently Islamic, then the way that you make yourself more, more Islamic, Islamic is by releasing, releasing a, terrorist. a terrorist.
1: That's disgraceful. Yeah, and of
0: course he's getting some really severe, um, thankfully, um, um, backlash. Good from his own inner circle.
1: Good. Good. This and is of a, course this from, is a moment from, from Modric.
0: Moderate Muslims and non-Muslims. Yeah, this is a
1: moment when Muslims around the world need to stand up and say no. Like Muslims hate the fact that uh, other cultures around the globe just associate them all with terrorism. This is an opportunity for them to disassociate themselves from terrorism.
0: Absolutely. And and, one of the things that frustrates me with this is that Indonesia has a death penalty for smuggling drugs. Mm. And I am totally in favour of ridiculously strong penalties for drug smuggling. I do not, I'm not in favour of the death penalty um, and feel free to disagree with me on that. 1-800-324-843 is our number but I do not believe in the death penalty. I do believe in very, very strong um, legislation and penalties for drug smuggling. Um, but, you know, I see. I see an imbalance here. You've got a terrorist who has taken the lives of 202 people Um, in a a vicious terrorist attack who gets 15 years, um, and he is seen as less of a threat than a drug smuggler. Now, I would put them pretty much in the same category. You're going to let this guy go after nine years and execute somebody who was smuggling drugs? Yeah, it, it, to me that just seems out of. If I'm the if I'm the only if, if you don't see that as being out of balance, then let me know. But um, I tend to I just see. An I imbalance think it's out of balance
1: here. in the wrong way because you know with a drug smuggler when he sells his drugs, people are making the choice to buy those drugs. When a terrorist blows people up, those people aren't choosing to be blown up. There is still an element of choice involved
0: with drugs. Absolutely. And I have tremendous amount of sympathy for people who have made bad decisions, find themselves addicted and are struggling to get out.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
0: and because of that, this is why I'm just like, you know, t- take these guys, lock them up, throw the key away yeah. because they are peddling in death. But there is a there is a difference here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're right in Terrorism highlighting. Terrorism
1: affects complete innocent people. Yeah.
0: Yes. Now, there is one thing that is standing in the way of his potential release, and that is under Indonesian law. Um, it is necessary to, to receive a uh, pardon. It is necessary to admit guilt. Oh, and Abu uh, Bakr Bashir, um, being the kind of um, radical um, cleric that he is, he is refusing to admit any level of guilt whatsoever at all, and so that may keep him behind bars for another six years. And, of, of course, you know, the, uh, Joko Widodo is, um, you know, receiving some, a, a lot of heat from around the world, including Australia. Australia has communicated to Indonesia our, you know, our tremendous disappointment, the Australian government's tremendous disappointment if this particular individual is released.
1: Well, if he is released, I hope that we all boycott and no one goes to Bali anymore because it's not going to be safe.
0: It's a, it's, a, it's a very worrying situation and, um, yeah... Let's, let's hope and pray that the right thing is done and let's pray for Abu Bakr Bashir, that the Lord will convert him Absolutely. and change him. We'll see him in heaven one day. That would be amazing.
5: I like that you've got the wool over your eyes Because it suits me fine To know that you don't even realize I like the way that you don't question anything I've got you under my control And you, you don't even know, you don't even know And I've got you under my control And you, you don't even know, and you don't even know Just don't think about it, live life to the full
0: Welcome back, guys. That was Anna Beaton with Wool Over Your Eyes here on Faith FM. And Mon, one more clue for the quiz before we jump into the interview for the day.
1: Yes, what creature am I? Clue number three. John the Baptist's clothes were made out of this creature's hair.
4: Mm. All right. So
0: that's a bit of an easier clue. You should have the answer by now. A couple of people have been calling through. Um, with the answer and having a few stabs at it, um, gaining themselves some bragging rights so far. No, but, yeah, that's but about not all, all of them have got them right. So the yeah. prize is still available. Anyway.
1: Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, if you think you know the answer.
0: Moving on to our interview for today, we are joined by Dr. Ray Rohenfelt, who is the president of Avondale College. And you have probably heard us mention Avondale from time to time here on air. But, uh, Ray, welcome to the show. Thank you. And... Um, if, uh, yeah, just move close to that microphone. Yep, that'd be great. Thank you. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about Avondale. You know, how long has it been there? What kind of a college is it? What does it have to offer? Uh, give us a bit of an introduction to Avondale.
6: Yeah, it's we've been around for 121 years. That's significant. Uh, which is a long time. Yeah. Uh, it was founded by the Seventh-day Adventist Church and still operated by the Adventist Church. Uh, and it... Um, produces students that graduate with bachelor's degrees all the way through to PhDs. No, oh, fantastic. Yeah, awesome.
1: And it produces dropouts like me.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I didn't realise we were interviewing the president of. i <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm a bit nervous now.
6: <laughs> well, and uh,
0: and I'll, you just
6: I'll, admitted that. I'll, I'll look at your. Uh, <laughs> no!
1: Don't, at no, your don't.
6: academic results, <laughs> and we'll try to re-enroll you.
1: It was one year a long time ago. I'm very sorry, sir. <laughs> I
6: feel that's like all right. I'm about that's to get right.
0: detention or something. That's all right, Ray. It was uh, it was before your era, so I'm sure that if, if you had been running the college back then, Mon would not have have uh, dropped out, but anyway. Well, she may have, but Look, the technical
1: we're,
6: se- t- we're willing to forgive and forget. <laughs> the
1: technical term is deferred, okay? Deferred. Maybe we should say I deferred. How many years have you deferred for now, Mon? 11 years.
6: <laughs> oh, that's, that's pretty bad. Yeah,
1: that is pretty bad. I do need uh, to get back and finish off some sort of degree. But anyway, we're off track
0: <laughs> Okay, so Ray, before we, before we get into what we really want to talk about today I, I, Maybe just a few questions about yourself mm. um, um, You know, who is Ray Rowanfelt? Um, so how did, how did you come to, to get to know Jesus yourself?
6: I was brought up in a Christian family So I don't think I can ever remember a time when I didn't feel committed to Jesus Christ uh, But as you get into your teenage years uh, You start really thinking seriously about it and probably a big thing, when I think about it, a big thing that made a difference in my life was actually going to an evangelistic crusade by Billy Graham at the wow. Sydney wow. Cricket Ground Okay, uh, while, I was, while I was studying nursing.
0: Okay, because I was about to ask that because while we were off air, you mentioned that you grew up in Margaret River in Western Australia, yeah, which I'm right. told is a beautiful part of the world. It is. And back then was a uh, a bit of a sleepy kind of farming area.
6: Yeah, that's right. So you were here in a stu- studying nursing at that time. I I left Western Australia, came across to Sydney Adventist Hospital, and I was doing nursing at that time.
0: So how does how does a nurse become the president of a uh, of a large and flourishing
6: college? Well, it's a long story, but um, I. I actually did nursing. It sounds bad, but I did nursing so that I could actually pay my way through a ministry degree at Avondale. And okay. so that's yep. that's where I got into um, tertiary education. Mm-hmm. Then I worked as a pastor, uh, went to Papua New Guinea, worked, in, worked for eight years in Papua New Guinea. I, I started teaching, training village pastors for six years in wow. the highlands of Papua New Guinea. And in that I got into ministry training Uh, when did a doctorate came back and and trained pastors at Avondale for quite a few years became a dean of faculty and then uh, being president of the college was not something that was ever on my bucket list of things to do Uh, but um, I was asked to put in an expression of interest for the job and amazingly uh, when I was interviewed I got the job Wow. And I've done that now for 10 years. Love the job, uh, but I don't think it's something that you want to do for the rest of your life.
0: Well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Great story there, Ray. And uh, thank you for sharing that little bit of an insight into uh, into yourself and, and to your journey. Now, recently there was an article in the Record magazine um, answering some, I guess, some questions that were going out or that that may have been out in the community in relationship to Avondale. Um, is, um, does the fact that these questions are being asked indicate that there is some some seeds of truth? Is Avondale struggling? Are, are we in a good shape, or bad shape? Where are we right now?
6: Yeah. Um, I addressed rumours, uh, some of the rumours that were out in the community. And obviously, Lyle, uh, behind every rumour, there's just a little seed of something that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, this has been – last year was a tough year for Avondale. Uh, we we need about one hundred to one hundred and fifty more full time students to really make the place hum, and so yes, that's that's one of the issues that I was dealing with. But we've been around a long time; we're not going away, and we're dealing with the financial uh, challenges that that we've had last year, and we're looking forward to a good year this year.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Now, just just um, looking at um, you know your approach to dealing with this. You know, you've come out publicly and uh, and and put an article in the Record Magazine to you know to answer the questions that are out there in the community. Is this a policy that you've always had of uh, of of coming out and directly uh, confronting these kind of things? Yeah,
6: I guess uh, I'm the kind of person, and all of us face rumors in our lives, in our personal lives. I'm the kind of person that takes an upfront sort of approach. Um, If somebody is saying something that I'm saying, well, that's not entirely true. I usually try to confront it. Uh, people actually advise me this was not a good idea because you actually perpetuate the rumours when you actually try to address them. Uh, but overall, I'll, I've had really positive responses, not just um, in the responses to Record Online, but also the number of people who have actually talked to me and said, yes we needed to address those things
0: yeah and i guess if nothing else it gives us all some prayer points
6: yeah that's things to pray about absolutely you know if we we know what the issues are then we can
0: we we know how to respond to them okay so just running through these some of us very quickly um where do avondale degrees rate in comparison to other colleges and universities
6: it it rates uh, avondale degrees rate just as any other university degree in australia rates all of our degrees are Accredited, uh, we're a self-accrediting institution, so we're we're regulated by the by TEQSA, which is the uh, national regulator, just as universities are. So mm-hmm. our degrees are absolutely equal to any other university degrees. Fantastic. And what about employability of graduates? Yeah, that's that's oh, that's really really good news because, for instance, um, teaching graduates uh, while A lot of universities are only getting around 40%, 50% employment for their teaching graduates. Uh, We are employing well over 90% of our teaching graduates. That's insane. And we could actually employ a whole lot lot more, especially in the Adventist school system.
4: Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
6: So fantastic! Come do, so yeah, come and do teaching, Mine. And, <laughs> no, 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 come, that's, come, the, that's guess what? <laughs> come and do teaching. That's
1: literally the course I dropped out of. Like, oh, just, just FYI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there a course for teaching adults and not kids?
6: <laughs> yes, we, we have that as well. You, you should do high school teaching. All right. I'll. Is there
1: something with like nutrition or something like that?
6: You can do. You can do a teaching degree uh-huh. with, um, and you're teaching nutrition, cooking, and things like that. Oh,
1: that's I would like that. Yeah, I yeah. would. I would. Yeah, like a yeah. like a
0: um, a major in what home economics or something. Or yeah, that kind of thing. sort of thing.
1: So do yeah. I get like a massive discount because like we're on air and you know.
6: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll do everything that I can possibly do. Sort me out, out after I, the show. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, now, um, okay. So what what. Uh, what makes Avondale College, you know, safer than some other colleges? For you know, for, for parents who are thinking of, you know, where do I send my kids to go to college? Uh, safety is an important aspect, something yeah. to think about. Um, what would make Avondale safer than, say, you know, some other yeah. college? Uh,
6: Lyle, there's different kinds of safety, isn't there? Like, sure. um, there's physical safety, um, and if you come on Avondale campus, you'll realise it's physically safe. It's, mm. a, it's a it's a good country environment, um, but then that probably a that lot is of probably
0: in my mind one of the things I love about that campus more yeah, than yeah, anything true. else yeah. is that it is you know it's out in the country it's yeah. in a country environment it's yeah. just you know yeah
1: it's a beautiful yeah. location it really yeah, is
6: absolutely uh, but then there's there's intellectual emotional spiritual safety and uh, we're very conscious that we have responsibilities to our students in that regard. Uh, we we try to make sure that we give plenty of opportunities for people to come to know Jesus Christ while they're on campus. And um, twice a year, we run festivals of faith, where we get we spend quite a lot of money bringing in external best speak, the best speakers uh, many times from overseas in order to provide those really good opportunities for mm. people to know Jesus Christ. We have uh, we have really dedicated staff. So, we're caring for our students. Uh, students go to university and very often they're confronted with issues that uh, they didn't expect to be confronted with. That happens at Avondale as well, but we have students in small classes, we have people very conscious that students are on a journey, and so. Uh, we try to make it as safe as we possibly can.
0: Often university, um, you know, you get to that kind of age bracket and it's seen a bit of, uh, in in some ways, as being, you know, the party years and, you know, the the university and dorm parties and are kind of legendary around the country, you know, for for being, you know, alcohol, drug fueled, you know... Mm. um, Rages. Rages, really, you know, with... Yeah, lots of dangerous activity taking place. Is this the kind of scene that you would find at Avondale?
6: No. Uh, we we run a drug-free, alcohol-free, smoke-free campus. And if you, drive, if you drive down College Drive, you'll see a sign saying that that's what our campus is like. Mm. Now, Lyle, that's a challenge. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. That's a challenge with young people because young people these days are very mobile. They can... They can move off campus. They can go to parties and things like that. Uh, but we monitor, our, especially our students who are living on campus, uh, we monitor them very well. If we notice that students are getting into that sort of that sort of thing, they're confronted. Uh, it's not like when I was at college, if somebody did something like that, they'd be out immediately. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we try to work with our students, but if students are not... In fact, amenable to that kind of lifestyle, uh, then they'll be asked to leave mm-hmm. the campus. So mm-hmm. we're very protective of of the campus and of Yeah, I
0: mean, you're never going to eliminate uh, drugs and alcohol and that kind of thing entirely from you know from a student a student base. But you know, it's a very different thing for, from having a free for all, yeah. which you find at many universities uh, yeah, these right. days, and a lot of young people just walk into that and have been confronted with it before and. And, um, you know, head down a bad path. Now, here's, a, here's an interesting question, and this is one that I've heard on a number of occasions. I've heard it said that Avondale has lost its commitment to Christian ethos and mission. Um, you know, things like teaching evolution instead of creation, this kind of stuff. What would you say in response to that?
6: I would say we stay, we teach creation instead of evolution.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome uh, to hear. Now, uh,
6: again... We're, we're talking something that is quite sensitive sure. and, and quite difficult because we want our students to be well-informed. Yes. Um, and we want, we want to approach issues very honestly and very openly. And, for, and this comes as a bit of a surprise to, to some people because they will be thinking, um, I'm not going to hear anything about evolution whatsoever at Avondale. Um, they will hear about evolution. They'll they'll hear um, very good arguments for creation by design, but they'll also know that we don't have all of the answers. So we're very honest about that. Now, that's confronting for some people. Yep. uh, But uh, again, we're there to to be with them, to walk them through that.
0: And a, a good educational process is going to involve, you know, instructing people in, okay, this is what you are going to be confronted with in the world. And, right. um, and and also, as you say, being honest about things. Uh,
6: one of our founders, Lyle, Ellen White, said that, uh, and talking about education, she says that we should not be, um, uh, we should be training people to think, not just reflect other people's thoughts. Yeah. And we're certainly focused on doing that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, okay, so regional universities, you're a regional university and regional or regional college. Um, regional universities and colleges are struggling at the moment. Um, what's what's behind that?
6: Yeah, basically because the government some years ago uncapped university places, uh, which means that previously courses were capped in the in the public universities. So uh, Sydney University, for instance, could only accept a certain number of people into a particular course. Now. Uh, Though that's been uncapped and, of course, there's been a flood of students to the large city universities. That's that's impacted on us as well.
0: Is that being driven by online courses? Uh,
6: To to some degree, but um, a lot of students sort of say, I want to go to one of the what's called sandstone universities rather than my little regional university. So a lot of the country universities... Uh, in some of the country areas in Queensland, New South Wales and so forth are struggling to some degree.
1: Which is a shame because there's a lot of politicians at the moment who are encouraging our youth to move out of the cities because we're facing yeah. a, a crisis of, you know, we can't all fit. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, hope it, I hope it works. I hope the message that they're sending works and that people do start to move back yeah. out to rural areas and that start to fill up the yeah, little country town universities.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, now that's fantastic, um, Ray. We are going to have to move on with today's show. Thank you so much for joining us. But yeah. uh, very quickly, have you still got uh, still got places open? Can Mon still uh, can Mon still apply? <laughs> look, and I'm and not get in sure th- and you'd want me
1: back.
6: This here. I've got to look at her. As <laughs> yeah, you I said. might want
1: to look at the record first. There was uh, a couple of incidences yeah. there. <laughs> uh, i <I'll>,
5: um,
6: <laughs> There was a couple of explosions. I'll there was an
1: overnight visit to the library. You might want to go through the record first.
6: <laughs> I think all is forgiven. <laughs> oh, so yeah, people can apply yep. um where where applications are open get online au. okay that's and easy you'll find online applications and enrollment there.
0: and uh, what kind of courses do you have on offer
6: uh, all the way from nursing education ministry science business there's another one arts mm-hmm. as well and then if you want to do something really active um uh, Outdoor Recreation. A very popular um, course. That's a vet sector course. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Fantastic. Ray, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, if you are looking to do one of those courses, then uh, now is the time to jump online, avondale.edu.au. Was that that's right? It. Yep, that's the yep. one. And uh, we'll throw that up on our social media for you to make, it, make your life easy for you. And, uh, Ray, thank you so much for joining us on the show yeah. today. Thank you. This is... It.
3: The sun goes down and the moon cries out It's love for you The world confides in the love That hides between the two And I know I'm not afraid to call this home And I know that you are too And you Fall down in the light, in the blinding light into a world apart there's a new restart if you simply choose and i know i'm going to a better place and i hope that you are too The truth and the meaning of life, so we're protected and leaning. Don't be heeding these lies, proceeding through every direction you're leading. It's you who knows the truth and the meaning of life, so we're protected blinding
1: food fun friends and fellowship sure do then join us at the philos food hub for five dollars you can receive a large food pack with free fruit and veggies thrown in and a complimentary breakfast as well wow where at the adventist church on newcastle road walls end number 63
0: is that the big iconic a-frame church near the roundabout
1: sure is and it starts 10 a.m every thursday
0: great i'll see you there